Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on The Juice on the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking Syracuse football and about a new athletics director. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Brad Bierman and our guest today's former Syracuse football star, Jake Flaherty. Jake, thank you so much for coming on the program. Thanks for having me. And Jake, we'll get you started on this one. At Syracuse, you were a two-year starter at linebacker. In 2008, you were co-captain and played in all 47 games during your career, leading the Orange in tackles in your senior year and finishing second on the team as a junior. Catch us up on what you've been up to since then. Since then, I've certainly had a a busy 20s, I guess you'd say. But I, I actually, after Syracuse, I went over and played in Germany for a year, which was a wonderful experience. And got to continue to play the game I love but also see Europe and uh, that was a great time and made some great friends over there and the football was actually pretty good too and then after that I moved to New York City and I was actually working and a student uh, I was doing some pre-med stuff and got accepted into Upstate Medical University uh, but now simultaneously have continued to go down a path of songwriting and performing. So I've basically just been hard at work, you know, trying to be a songwriter. Jake, tell us a little bit more about that. How did you get into songwriting? Because I know you did the national anthem at Syracuse in 2010. Well, my mother was a music director and a piano player and a singer. So growing up, music was definitely a big part of my upbringing, probably just as much, if not more, than athletics. So I naturally, you know, felt drawn to it and really, you know, kind of took a sideline in college. I was a songwriter in high school and wrote songs with my band. And and then, you know, after going to Syracuse, obviously, it takes a huge commitment and just kind of got sidelined a bit. And really, it wasn't until my mid-20s where I really started coming back to it and remembering how much I enjoyed it and, you know, really loved it. 
really just trying now to get my foot in the door as a songwriter for other artists. I have an original band down here too, but you know, really just exploring all avenues to sort of make it my profession. Jake, tell me a little bit more about the band you're playing in. Our band's called Audio Revival, and we've been together for about four to five years, and we are releasing an album on September 9th. It'll be our second album. We've released a few EPs and an album, and we're then doing a radio promotion campaign throughout the United States, so basically uh, sending the EP off to, or the album rather, off to about 600 different radio stations and wanting to get traction in some area of the United States. What type of music is it? Is it jazz? Is it rock? Is it pop? It's definitely more of a commercial mainstream rock with pop influences without being formulaic. You know, you try to for most most of the songs that we do, they are in a certain category, I'd say, as far as structure and form. But the foundation of it is definitely rock music and then with some pop influences as well. Jake, let's move on to a little Syracuse football. What do you think of Dino Bapers and the new coaching staff? I think it's really an exciting time for the program, especially, I believe it's called the shoot and beer offense that he's implementing. From my understanding, it's a very entertaining style of offense uh, as far as you know giving the quarterback a couple different options and they do like to take a lot of shots downfield as far as the vertical passing game goes so I think that's going to be great you know in two ways obviously going to put points on the board and I think it's going to be great for the fans as well Jake everyone kind of knows about the offensive side of the ball but defensively Bapers is going to install a Tampa 2 defense you're a former linebacker what do you think of that scheme well, we played in variations of Tampa 2 under Coach Robinson, and I think it's a, I mean, I, I, I personally, I love playing with Tampa 2, and I think if it's, if it's run well, if you got guys that are really disciplined about what they're doing and what their responsibilities are, I think it can be super effective. So, it's, it's, as long as the players are doing their jobs, Tampa 2 can be awesome. Jake, another change at Syracuse is John Wildhack being named the new Syracuse Athletics Director. Do you like that move? I think that's an amazing hire. Uh, looking at the guy's resume, and it's great, too, that I believe he's a Syracuse graduate. Wasn't he like a 1980 graduate at Syracuse? So I think that's, that's great, too. you got someone who really has a personal interest in the school and also just you know looking what he did at ESPN. And, I mean, I can't really... I was reading a little bit about him. I was like, wow, this guy's like an all-star. So, and I heard he's a great guy, too. And, Jake, we will get you out of here on this one. What was your favorite memory from your playing days at Syracuse? It has to be going to Notre Dame and beating them on their senior day. I think we beat them by one point. That was definitely the, the highlight of my playing career. Jake, thank you so much for coming on the program. If you want to listen to some of Jake's music, check out audiorevival.com. That's all one word, audiorevival.com. Jake, best of luck with your career. Congratulations on all your success after Syracuse. We will speak with you soon. You too. Take care, man. Thank you.
Really interesting stuff from our friend Jake, and it's amazing to see what he's done since his orange days. And I'm now joined over the phone by the Juice Online Editor-in-Chief and my very good friend, Brad Bierman. Brad, how are you today? I am doing well. Thank you, Wes. Brad Syracuse naming John Wildhack as a new athletics director. You wrote about this in your weekly Orange Watch column, and it seems like you like the move. What's not to like is really what I would have to say right off the bat. Uh, this is just a, a great hire by Syracuse University at this place and time with what Orange Athletics needs for someone now to take the success, the unparalleled success that we'll talk more about in a few minutes that occurred with both the men's and women's teams last year, keep the great academic and support uh, staff going to make sure these uh, athletes have everything they need to do well in the classroom and in the community. And now build on that. Find out what are the weaknesses, how can we fix the number one item for everybody, football, uh, and then bring the savvy of someone that's involved in media, multi-platforms, high-level negotiations. It's just strictly a win-win-win all the way around. A great day for Orange Athletics. Brad, you just mentioned that Wild Hack has the chops as a TV executive, but the fact remains that he's never been involved in a college administration before. Does that worry you? It doesn't, because first of all, his one his right-hand man right away to begin with is a guy named Herm Frazier, and Herm Frazier's been an athletic director at several schools beside being an Olympic gold medalist. So he has great staff to turn to, a staff that's been there for a long time, people that are going to help him fill in the blanks on NCAA, ACC, other administrative aspects to the job, but he's a people person. He's dealt with so many people at ESPN, so many administrators and management in sports and universities around the country. Uh, to me, I just like the hire because, it, Wes, it wasn't an athletic administrator. That's really what sets this apart to me. Brad, one of the things that I took away from Wild Hack's press conference earlier in the week is that he's going to schedule nine Power 5 opponents to play against in football to give the best chance for the student-athletes and the coaches to make bowl games and to restore Syracuse football. What are some of the other changes that he's going to need to make in the next five to ten years? Well, I think he's going to have to not only get the football schedule properly figured out, and he will with Dino Babers, the other question to that, will the ACC go to nine games, only leaving three non-league games to be scheduled? But in addition to that, he's going to be having to t tackle the challenge of how do we make sure all of our programming, all of these games moving forward, are going to be available in an easy setting so that the parents can watch. The other people that are closely involved and identify with these student-athletes not, all, not every weekend can people uh, go up to the Carrier Dome. Not every uh, basketball game can people get to the Dome. Sure, they can get to some road games. But I think what you're really going to see, Wes, he's going to be intimately involved in how going forward games are distributed, how, how people are going to be to access them, how easily they'll be able to access on whatever device. And I think that's one of the interesting things moving forward he's going to be involved with is a new way that games are presented to the viewing public in the future. Brad, one thing I really like about Wild Hack is he's a Syracuse alumnus, class of 1980. He's from central New York. He knows the area. It seems like he's a guy that's really going to stick around for a while, as opposed to a guy like Mark Coyle, who had no previous ties to the area. No doubt. When you stay at ESPN for 36 years, you're obviously a very stable person. This is his final job. He's going to do this job for as long as he wants. 
What a great family support system he has. Don't forget, his brother Henry has already been a member of the SU Athletic Department under Daryl Gross, not to mention the loyalty uh, factor and uh, all the things that he's been involved with at ESPN with the university. So he's not going anywhere. It makes it very easy to have a clear vision, not only in the next 12 to 18 months, but a five-year plan. Dino Babers has a six-year contract. And there's no doubt that Syracuse football fans, by the end of that initial contract, will have a high expectation of where this program needs to be. So the stability for the athletic director is paramount. And with that, Wes, means only good things for SU athletics in the future. Brad, we are right at the end of our show. Your closing thoughts. Well, like death and taxes, it's going to be predictable next week when the ACC has its football media kickoff event in Charlotte, Wes, because the media with a predominant Southern bias is likely to pick Syracuse to finish, what, six at the best? Maybe seventh even in the Atlantic Division? Time to give these other schools more respect, ACC media. If you really don't know the ins and outs of what Dino Babers has put together, find out instead of just relegating Syracuse to the bottom of the Atlantic Division. Brad, my closing thoughts are on the final 2015-16 Capital One Cup final standings. The women finishing fourth overall, the best finish in school history. The men's team finished 11th place, also a great finish. Brad, what a banner year for Syracuse sports. The the Stanford of the East, Wes, right? (laughs) (laughs) Great academics, great athletic performance. Take a little while to get near Stanford, who's won a, a national title for 40 consecutive years in one sport or another. Hey, but a great start with the national championships won last year by cross country and field hockey. That's it for us for Brad Bierman. This is Wes Chang reminding you that I am a mystery wrapped in an enigma, wrapped in a pita. Why the pita? That counts as another mystery. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time. This has been the Juice on the Cues podcast. Part of the SNY.TV audio network. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.